Loving Father in heaven, thank you Lord for giving us the privilege to be among the living today. It's not because of any thing that we have or any righteousness or merit on our part, but we understand it to be your love bestowed upon us. Father in heaven, our great desire is that our life shall be lived to glorify your name. Therefore, we ask for the gift of your Spirit to grant us the power to do just that. The words you speak are spirit and life. Therefore, Lord, I pray, put your words in my mouth, that I may speak spirit and life to all who would listen. And I pray, Father, that you grant to us grace and power to put into practice all the things that you would teach us in your word. Do this and take the glory. In Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen. Conflict and Courage February 15 On Safe Streets And there came two angels to Sodom at even, and Lot sat in the gate of Sodom, and Lot seeing them, rose up to meet them. And he said, Behold now, my lords, turn in, I pray you, into your servant's house, and tarry all night. Genesis chapter 19 verse 1 and 2 Lot, Abraham's nephew, though he had made his home in Sodom, was imbued with the patriarch's spirit of kindness and hospitality. Seeing at nightfall two strangers at the city gate, and knowing the dangers sure to beset them in that wicked city, Lot insisted on bringing them to his home, to the peril that might result to himself and his household. He gave no thought. It was a part of his life work to protect the imperiled and to care for the homeless, and the deed performed in kindness to two unknown travelers brought angels to his home. Those whom he sought to protect, protected him. At nightfall, he had led them for safety to his door. At the dawn, they led him and his household forth in safety from the gate of the doomed city. Lot did not know their true character. But politeness and hospitality were habitual with him. They were a part of his religion, lessons that he had learned from the example of Abraham. Had he not cultivated a spirit of courtesy, he might have been left to perish with the rest of Sodom. Many a household, in closing its doors against a stranger, has shut out God's messenger, who would have brought blessing and hope and peace. Every act of life, however small, has its bearing for good or for evil. Faithfulness or neglect in what are apparently the smallest duties may open the door for life's richest blessings or its greatest calamities. It is little things that test the character. It is the unpretending acts of daily self-denial 
performed with a cheerful, willing heart that God smiles upon. We are not to live for self, but for others. And it is only by self-forgetfulness, by cherishing a loving, helpful spirit, that we can make our life a blessing. The little attentions, the small, simple courtesies, go far to make up the sum of life's happiness, and the neglect of these constitutes no small share of human wretchedness. Amen. The title of our devotion for today is Unsafe Streets. And our key text is taken from Genesis 19 verse 1 and 2. And there it says, And there came two angels to Sodom at even. And Lot sat in the gate of Sodom. And Lot, seeing them, rose up to meet them. And he said, Behold, now my lords, turn in, I pray you, into your servant's house, and tarry all night. Here we see the continual development of the story towards the destruction of the cities around Sodom and Gomorrah. The angels which were with Abraham left Abraham, went towards Sodom as we saw before. Now they entered the gate of Sodom. Count down for Sodom. The city is about to be destroyed and none is the wiser. The people there did not know. Neither did Lot know. They had been given the instruction that if they see uh, 10, God had, the Lord had said that, knowing that if there is up to 10 righteous people there, the place would not be destroyed. They didn't come there to have conversation with Lot. That was not their business. They came for an, to execute a work and having done that, they were going to leave. Now, Lot, being at the gate, saw these angels who were just like any common stranger. Men coming into the city of Sodom, entering through the gate. Lot could have ignored them. You see, this is where we need to watch ourselves for selfishness. We need to understand why did Lot invite these people to his home? If you are a selfish person, you will never think of inviting strangers to your home, let alone protecting them. Here is Lot meeting these strangers and begging them, beseeching them to come to his home, not knowing the mission these people came for. They were on a mission to destroy. And Lot invited them to his, to his home, unknown to him that these two men were coming to destroy that city. What was Lot's intention in inviting them to his home? To understand Lot's intention, it is good to understand the setting and the situation that was in Sodom. We had read in the book of Genesis chapter 18, where the Lord said plainly to Abraham why he came down to see Sodom. The reason the Lord came down to see Sodom, like he said, is because the, the, the iniquity of the city was very great. That was the Lord's statement. Genesis 18 verse 20 And the Lord said, Because the cry of Sodom and Gomorrah is great, and because their sin is very grievous. Now, from that statement, 
the cry of Sodom and Gomorrah is great. What cry? Oh yeah, there were cry of people that had been raped. There was cry of many who had been molested, people who had been robbed, killed in Sodom for sexual perversion. There was a cry because there was no justice in the land and corruption had filled the city from one end to another. Oppression, oppression was there. Sexual harassment was there and there was child abuse going on in Sodom and the Lord had seen this thing he said this is very grievous and the cry is great there were many who had cried that had been brought into the life of the LGBT community without knowing there were children who were indoctrinated in it unknown to themselves there were many strangers who had come to that city not knowing what they were coming to not knowing what they were going to face and in coming to the city they had been raped women and men raped uh, and it was becoming something that was really terrible in the eyes of the lord and the lord had to come down to see and lord said himself the cry of this city Sodom and Gomorrah is great and their sin is very grievous in other words this is talking about the kind of sin that is being committed it's not just that the cry is great you know there was a time in in the land of Egypt where the children of Israel were there in the book of Exodus chapter uh, one, two, three, four. The Lord said that He had heard the cry of His children, but He did not see the sin was very great. Now, there was cry because of the oppression, slavery, and the hardship the children of Israel were passing through. So it was in Sodom. There was indeed crying, and not just crying, but the Lord singled out the manner of sin that was going on there. It was very grievous. Those words are telling. For the Lord to say that their sin was very grievous, then we can understand something of the nature of the sin that was going on there. Subsequently, you find out that, of course, there was not just any kind of rape, but there was gang rape. What kind of gang rape? Something worse than the things we even know that goes on today. Imagine later on for the whole men in a city intending to rape just two other men. You can just see how far, how terrible it had come for them. For a whole the men in the city, young and old, coming to rape two men. You can tell this was not the first time they were doing something like that. It was a regular thing in Sodom. That when new people come in, when strangers step into Sodom, oh, it's on safe streets. It is not safe for you. Lot knew this. Lot knew this. And it was this thing that made Lot to sit at the gate intentionally to save people. Lot had become a daytime vigilante just to help others. He was going to be um, hazarding himself by doing this. Have you been in a situation where you try to save the, the oppressed from the hands of the oppressor? The oppressor would turn against you. There was the risk that Lot himself, they would turn against him in trying to save strangers from the grasp of these wicked people. And so Lot sat at that gate, disregarding that risk, but his own mind, such a heavenly mind indeed, worried over the evil that was going on around him. He didn't care about 
the danger he was putting himself in, but has was determined to do what he can to save strangers from the hands of this evil and wicked people. The Bible calls them children of Belial. Whenever anyone is entering into sexual perversion, if you read the book of Judges 19, you see that it calls them uh, children of Belial. That is to say, the children of the devil. In the book of Judges 19, reading from verse 22, well, the setting is that there was a man who came with his concubine and had stayed in the house of his in-law for a while, for some days, and he was supposed to travel back to his own house, but could not. Now, this night, he was just marrying with his in-law. Then, in verse 22, he says, Now, as they were making their hearts merry, behold, the men of the city, setting sons of Belial, beset the house round about, and beat at the door, and spake to the master of the house, the old man, saying, Bring forth the man that came into thine house, that we may know him, that is, that we may have a, a sexual intercourse with him and the man the master of the house went out unto him unto them and said unto them no my brethren no i pray you do not so wickedly seeing that this man is coming to mine house do not this folly behold here is my daughter a maiden and his concubine them i will bring out now and humble ye them and do with them what seemeth good unto you but unto this man do not so vile a thing in the eyes of many today, it is not a vile thing to enter into uh, sodomy. And I would like us to understand that this vile thing called sodomy is still practiced between men and women. Because in sodomy, what is involved is what they call anal sex. But when you do the same thing with a woman, there's no difference. It is the same anal sex. And the world has, has as Satan, I would say, has done something to the world. That has made it look like this thing is a normal thing. Brothers and sisters, man, men and women who are married, young people, understand that in the eyes of the Lord, the Lord himself said this is a grievous sin. Here in the book of Judges, it calls it a vile thing. It is not normal to do such a thing. It is a vile thing. It is dirty and it is not nice. I do understand that there are some who use this for family planning. There are better ways to do it than doing such a vile thing. I do understand there are some who have been brought up to see it as normal. The Lord does not hate you. The Lord wants to save. The Lord did not hate the people of Sodom. But because of their education, some of them, and their exposure to the kind of lifestyle they lived, they became what they were. Perhaps there's someone listening in such a practice. And remember, it's not just about the lesbian gay community here. We are going to the principle of the sodomy, which is practicing anal sex. And not just that, there's still much more. Pedophilia was involved. There was also involved rape, as you can see. They wanted to, the children, people of Sodom wanted to rape uh, the men. And here also in the book of Judges, you see they also wanted to rape men. And at the end of the day, here in the book of Judges, it says in verse 26, Then came the woman in the dawning of the day. 
they had taken the woman that's verse 25 says but the men would not hearken to him so the man took his concubine and brought her forth unto them and they knew her and abused her all night until the morning and when the day began to spring they let her go then came the woman in the dawning of the day and fell down at the door of the man's house where her lord was till it was light and her lord rose up in the morning and opened the doors of the house and went out to go his way and behold the woman his concubine was falling falling down at the door of the house and her hands were upon the threshold and he said unto her up and let us be going but none answered then the man took her upon an ass and the man rose up and got him unto his place and when he was coming to his house the rest of the story is quite gruesome but yet it's in the bible i'll read it and when he was coming to his house he took a knife and laid hold on his concubine and divided her together with her bones into 12 pieces and sent her into the, all the coasts of israel um here now we are seeing the evil of an unsafe street what do we do about our streets today when they are unsafe Many cities are fast becoming Sodoms and Gomorrahs. Walking in the night is not safe anymore. There's robbery, there's theft, there's rape, gang rape, and all kinds of evils are being practiced. Some homes are not safe. The molester is there. The molester is just like the mad the giants in, in Jack and the Beanstalk. Oh, fee fi fo foom. And they smell the blood of a young lady. Or they smell the blood of young men and they will have them for breakfast in the morning or dinner in the evening child abuse rape of little children even men today are fathers are raping their children molesting their children we hear of such stories today our streets are just as unsafe as sodom many of our streets are filled with people who will do the same thing that we just read now in the book of judges and the same thing took place in the book of uh Genesis 19 where we see the Sodomites doing the same thing. It would be good for us to note that Sodom, so Sodom behavior was not just about uh, um, homosexuality. It also involves all, all kinds of sexual perversions and oppression and uh, uh, raping and robbery. All those things were involved in the city of Sodom and Gomorrah. The streets were unsafe and this man Lot was living in this city. What will he do? He didn't act careless and that's how we also should try our best to help people today. Patriarchs and Prophets, page 158, paragraph 3 says, Seeing the abuse to which strangers were exposed in Sodom, Lot made it one of his duties to guard them at their entrance by offering them entertainment at his own house. He was sitting at the gate as the travelers approached and upon observing them, he rose from his place to meet them and bowing courteously said, Behold now, my lords, turn in, I pray you, into your servant's house and tarry all night. They seemed to decline his hospitality, saying, Nay, but we will abide in the street. Their object in this answer was twofold, to test the sincerity of Lot and also to appear ignorant of the character of the men of Sodom as if they supposed it safe to remain in the street at night. Their answer made Lot the more determined not to leave them to the mercy of the rabble. He pressed his invitation until they yielded and accompanied him to his house. End of quote. 
Here we learn a lesson of what we should do when we are living in unsafe streets. It is good to take care of your family, yes, but there can be things that we do to also try to curb the evil that is going on around us. And why should you think about that? You see, that person who is being raped today, it could be your own daughter tomorrow. So don't think of just your own family, that stranger coming into the home. Your child can be a stranger somewhere. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Do you want someone to take care of your own child or even of take care of you, to be nice to you when you are ignorant of how bad the place is? Do you want someone to help you? There are people who go to unsafe markets today. There are those who would want to cheat them. Do you want do you wish that someone had told you? Do you wish that someone had helped you to protect you from the people who are going to rob you? Perhaps you are about to fall into the hands of wicked people and then someone there comes to tell you, hey, don't go that don't go to that environment. You see that person, he's a cheat. Or tells you come to my own place without letting you know why just so they can protect you from the evil do you want that to happen to you then the bible says do unto others as you would have them do unto you start doing it to others when you know that people are going to get into trouble you can make it a duty to do something to help lot made it a duty to protect the imperiled don't be indifferent to the troubles in the society in the fear of God, seek to help those who are unsuspecting and getting into trouble. And of course, we must do it in a wise way. In the case of Lot, he didn't go to interfere when they were about to rape strangers. As you can see, what he did was to sit at the gate so that he would be the first to meet them before the strangers meet them. That was his plan. And he was going to invite them to his place in an unsuspecting manner so that quickly he can take them to his place and they would not even take note but because the angels hesitated and they saw him begging and it took some time there was so much talk between them the people of Sodom had already taken note of Lot and the, the strangers they had already taken note of them so what Lot was trying to do didn't actually work out but he did it nonetheless it's a lesson for us. This is the hospitality that Lot had learned from Abraham. And like we read in the devotion, it says, Lot insisted on bringing them to his home. To the peril that might result to himself and his household, he gave no thought. It was a very daunting task he did here, knowing the kind of people he was living with. It was perilous. To do such a thing and they found him out they actually found him out and in finding him out the people of Sodom came to his home and knocked on the door just like, as, like the story we also read in the book of Genesis and requested that those angels be brought to them so that they may know them as they say it said it says in the book of Genesis 19 reading from verse 4 it says but before they lay down Lot had given them unliving bread to eat and they ate. Verse 4 says, But before they lay down, the men of the city, even the men of Sodom, compassed the house round about. Take note, both old and young, all the people from every quarter. I mean, how terrible were things in Sodom. Men from every quarter of Sodom. 
both young and old, gathered in Lot's house. And they called unto Lot and said unto him, Where are the men which came in to thee this night? Bring them out unto us, that we may know them. And Lot went out and at the door unto him, unto them, and shut the door after him, and said, I pray you, brethren, do not so wickedly. Behold, now I have two daughters, which have not known man. Let me, I pray you, bring them out unto you, and do ye to them as is good in your eyes. Only unto these men do nothing. For therefore came they under the shadow of my roof. And they said, Stand back. And they said again, This one fellow came into sojourn, and he will needs be a judge. Now will we deal worse with thee than with them? And they pressed sore upon the man, even Lot, and came near to break the door. But the men put forth their hand, as the angels put forth their hand, and put Lot into the house to them, and shut the door. And they smote the men that were at the door of the house with blindness, both small and great, so that they were they wearied themselves to find the door. And the men said unto Lot, Hast thou here any besides? son-in-law and thy sons and thy daughters and whatsoever thou hast in the city bring them out of this place for we will destroy this place because the cry of them is waxing great before the face of the lord and the lord has sent us to destroy it i can imagine lot's eyes opening wide and popping he never knew that these two men were sent on a mission to destroy the whole of sodom and gomorrah now he knew that those whom he sought to protect were people who came to destroy and now the people who he sought to protect are the ones that are protecting him i like us to take note of the things that happened here lot was going to be beaten by these men perhaps even raped by them or maybe because he was an older person they, they, they couldn't find any pleasure in raping lot they needed those angels that looked beautiful and nice and that's why maybe lot had been spared all this while while he was in sodom he was an old cargo in their eyes but these young, young, good-looking angels, they wanted to know them. They wanted to have their feel with them. Imagine the whole men of the city. What did they intend to do? To take their turns in, in raping two men? That's how vile we can get. What was it that turned Sodom to this? Ezekiel chapter 16 verse 49 says, Behold, this was the iniquity of Sodom. Pride, fullness of bread, and abundance of idleness were in her in her bosom and she strengthened not the hands of the needy oh is this what the problem was selfishness sodom became what it was because of pride fullness of bread eating too much abundance of idleness sitting in the houses watching tv are you becoming like the people of sodom your streets are going to get unsafe when these things are happening, when your city is a place where everything is all affluent, an affluent society, when your city is a place where everyone has everything provided, everybody's engaged in idleness, when your city is in a place where the people eat a lot of junk food and foods that will cause the body to crave for evil. And when there is so much selfishness that they do not care to strengthen the hand of the needy, then there will be too much accumulation of wealth, there will be plenty, and the result of it will be another Sodom. Look at the cities of the world today, especially in the Western world. Why do we hear of so much of these evil practices, especially like we are talking about today, this LGBT lifestyle? Here, they have had fullness of bread. 
many of them have oppressed other nations, other smaller nations, and taken from them that which belonged to them. For example, Africa has been oppressed so much, and the Western nations that oppress them take their resources from them, and now they have plenty for themselves. Oh, they are developing themselves into another Sodom. You want plenty? You have plenty. But with the plenty comes idleness, and then the pride, and then there's so much selfishness. They're not seeking to help anybody. They want more. Greed. And what is happening to them? They are fast becoming another Sodom. This is the recipe for Sodom. Pride, fullness of bread, abundance of idleness. And then you are selfish and greedy. You don't intend to help and to give, give, give. Rather, you want to get, get, get. An accumulation of wealth will kill you. That is what made Sodom to be that unsafe street. And here, Lot was going to be destroyed. The lesson we learn from Lot is this lesson of helping the needy. Lot was not like like the people of Sodom. He hazarded himself to protect these angels. And the angels in turn protected him. If Lot didn't do what he did, that city was going to be destroyed with him in it. There was no 10 people in there. Lot, Lot alone was the one who was the righteous person. Even his wife was was not a righteous person herself. Lot alone was the person there. One person. They were looking for 10. There were not people up to 10 in that place. Even his two daughters had learnt the vileness of Sodom. That's how terrible the place was. The place was going to be destroyed with Lot in it. Had Lot not invited these strangers into his home, he would have been destroyed along with the people in Sodom. Are you selfish? Do you always think of the cost of helping others? Or as against the, 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 the benefit of protecting them? Because Lot intended to protect, to help, that was why in helping, he was even blessing himself. You may not know, but that person you are turning away from your home may be the one who will be your protector in the future. But don't help people out of selfish reasons, remember? They were strangers. Lot did not know that these people were going to help him. He was doing it purely out of his own self-forgetfulness self-denial just to help them there are people in the unsafe streets in your environment strangers are coming in they don't know that the people they are going to meet are evil even i can take it down to a very minute level you know a young man you know that young man that he's a terrible person there's that young lady getting into a relationship with him it's unsafe for her she has no idea whatsoever it's unsafe streets for her would you help her Maybe you should, just out of pure love. And even you should do that, but you know you will do it for your daughter. Do it for others too. And today, we do not have just unsafe streets. Now we have an unsafe church too. What is going on in the churches? Especially, as I know, in the universities. You find out that when young ladies in their, uh, their first year in school, they come to school and then there's this thing that is happening not just in the universities uh, the churches of the universities but also on the streets there are always those men children of belial as we read about today who are there to plunder who are there to destroy they come just like the devil they come not but for to kill to steal and to destroy unsuspecting ladies fall into the trap of these young men and then the rest is history you come to the churches and they are there People who have been in the churches, children of Belial themselves, 
wanting to look for the ladies whom they will take to their homes to sleep with and on that one guise or the other they lure them into their homes oh the church is unsafe many times have i seen this happen in the churches of the universities and even the churches not just in the universities outside the universities we can be lots in our universities and in our churches we who know that such things happen i've heard stories upon stories of young ladies who fall into the hands of these children of belial who molest who lead them lure them into sin unsuspectingly the ladies they just fall into this unknown to themselves what should we do you can be the lot in that fellowship you can be the lot in that university there are many people coming there strangers they don't know they are left from their right they fall into the wrong hands why don't you lend the helping hand to these people unselfishly don't join in the evil that the people do help people unselfishly many people want to help the ladies just so that they can sleep with them or just so they can get something out of it can you help people without getting any benefit is it not possible for you to lend a helping hand and not have anything in your mind over that young lady or over that young man can't you do that you can you surely can and even in the fellowships when the first year students come or any other person make friends with them call them into your home in that way you will be protecting them from the ones who are the wrong examples it's not enough for us to come to church or say stay in the universities or in our environment saying oh wicked people are all around the place but guess what these wicked people they practice their wickedness by lending a helping hand and deceiving those whom who are unsuspecting why don't you join them in doing the same thing but do it for the right reasons for lack of godly people to lend a helping hand strangers innocent people fall into the hands of the evil ones who come with smiles and lend a helping hand but they have other intentions in their mind joining it i tell you that the same thing why i'm saying this is because i have experienced it and that was the solution for me hearing all these stories in the universities and also in the church you realize oh you hear the story of how this young girl fell into the hands of that young man why she didn't know that he was like that went to visit him in the house and then this or that happened well you can do the same as extend the helping hand to your friends both male and female so that they can come to you and learn from you you hear also not just the females even the males making wrong friends in the university making wrong friends in the churches and then they become a bad example why don't you make young make friends with that young man and let him learn from you an example of what it means to be godly instead of him making friends with the ungodly we can help it is these little things that test the character like we read conflict and courage page 52 paragraph 4 every act of life however small has its bearing for good or for evil faithfulness or neglect in what are apparently the smallest duties may open the door for life's richest blessings or its greatest calamities it is little things that test the character it is the unpretending acts of daily self-denial performed with a cheerful willing heart that god smiles upon we are not to live for self but for others and it is only by self-forgetfulness by cherishing a loving helpful spirit that we can make our life a blessing the little attentions the small simple courtesies go far to make up the sum of life's happiness and the neglect of these constitutes no small share of human wretchedness so we should learn these little courtesies 
of welcoming people to your home, giving them food to eat, with the intention of even protecting these things. That is even a great act. But even little courtesies, thoughtfulness of other people's needs, where they don't need to tell you, but you can see what people need. The, the men who came into Sodom, they didn't tell Lot that they needed a home, but in thoughtfulness, Lot knew that these people will need a place to stay this night. And if I leave them to other people's hands, I don't know who will help them. They may fall into wrong hands. And Lot it decided to bring them into his own home. He didn't know them whether they were good or bad people, but he could see they were strangers. And he took them into his own home to protect them. I know that many of us will have questions that we say, oh, our world is different today bad things are happening but that's exactly how lot's world was he could have felt that oh these are another people who know about sodom and they are coming to uh, also participate in the evil there lot knew what happened to him perhaps in his coming into sodom he wasn't maybe he was aware of how bad of it, the, that sodom was bad but not to this extent knowing that he knew that other people would be coming into who did not know how bad sodom was and that they would also uh being be be ignorant and do fall victim to the evil that was going on there our world is described thus in the book of second timothy chapter 3 verse 1 to 4 this know also that in the last days perilous times shall come for men shall be lovers of their own selves covetous boasters proud blasphemers disobedient to parents unthankful unholy without natural affection truce breakers false accusers incontinent fierce despisers of those that are good traitors heady high-minded lovers of pleasure more than lovers of god that is the world lot lived in and that is the world we live in and we can do what lot did to be the ones who would try to protect those who are unsuspecting the unsuspecting victims of the evil in the environment you could see them and render a helping hand the lord will bless you if you do this the lord will take care of you don't worry about the bread that they will eat and the food the lord will provide for you as you have taken it upon yourself to do good to others the lord will be good to you in seeking to do good unselfishly to others we are doing good to ourselves and blessing ourselves some people take advantage of others' condition. They extend a helping hand, but on the other hand, they secretly want to use the person for their own benefit. There's nothing wrong in having employees or servants, but let it not be done under a guise of feigned selflessness. I mean now, taking advantage of people. Oh, come to my house. But you have a plan. You have one farm somewhere that you want to put them in so that they can work. You've seen that they don't have any other way, place to go to. That's not the kind of help they're talking about here. That's not the kind of help that Lot was giving to these strangers. There's nothing wrong in getting people to work for you. But don't pretend like, oh, I'm doing you good. Whereas in your heart, you actually want to use them for labor somehow, one way or the other. There's actually a benefit you are thinking of in your mind. Hmm, look at these people. They don't have anywhere to go to. If I bring them to my house, I'll just be nice to them. They could also help me in my farm. Or in my business i'll put them to work no that was not lot's intention if you want to do that be plain and tell the people that and don't pretend like oh i'm just being selfless be plain but in this case lot was being selfless purely helping them for their own good he never intended to get anything out of what he was doing in conflict and courage page 52 paragraph 3 we read he had he not cultivated a spirit of courtesy he might have been left to perish with the rest of sodom 
Many a household, including its doors against a stranger, has shut out God's messengers who would have brought blessing and hope and peace. End of quote. Some have even known God's messengers. Some know. In Lot's case, they were strangers. How about when you know very well that these people are God's messengers? Some still close their doors. Not to talk of strangers. They don't even open their door. And the blessing that would have come to them by welcoming God's messengers to their home, they lose it on safe streets we hear about today. I pray that God will give us the grace that we will grow to this level of self-forgetfulness and practice the self-denial to forget ourselves and the hazards that that we will face and stretch out a helping hand to strangers, to those who are in need, to protect them from the evils in society. Everywhere we go, we see such things. It is now left for us to find a way to do that. God bless those who are doing such a work and let us engage in whatever little way we can to help others who are unsuspecting, falling into trouble in the smallest way possible. Give advice, protect, counsel, welcome people so that you can save them from the trouble that is in the environment. Amen. Let us pray. Loving Father in heaven, blessed be thy holy name, O Lord. There is so much we need to learn, so much we need to do. The selfishness of our own hearts will not allow us to stretch out a helping hand to those who are in need, even when we know they are going to be in peril, when we know that the streets are unsafe. Lord, please forgive us for our selfishness and help us, Lord, to understand that it is more blessed to give than to receive. Lord, imbue in us the spirit to trust in your word that says that there is that withhold it more than it is meet and it turns to poverty. Help us, Lord, to be ready to give and give and give. Not to care much about what we are losing, but to just out of pure love help others. We pray, Father, that even in our present environment, as we live in unsafe streets ourselves, that you will protect us from the danger. Please, Lord, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from all evil, we pray. Have there been people who have been led, falling into the hands of evil people in the unsafe streets, perhaps people molested, abused, as it was in Sodom, and they are suffering the consequences now, also involved in such a lifestyle, we commit them unto your care, O Lord, and we pray, please have mercy, O Lord. Please, for those who are struggling, wanting to come out of this evil, I pray, Lord, that you would give them the grace that we all, in one way or the other, involved in it, may come out from among them and be separate. Thank you, Lord, for hearing our prayers. In Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen.